All right, we are live. Me, Huntman 10, Sanderson Farms Championship. What else could you want? We're going to be breaking down the board. Um, it's going to be going to be fun. It's going to be quick. Going to go through everyone, see the guys we like, and I will now bring on Hunter. Hunter, thank you for uh, joining. It's really nice to have you. You bet. Thanks for having me on, man. We're coming off of a fresh yeah. USA dub, so. Uh, oh yeah, that was all good. Did you did you have anything specific on the Ryder Cup? Or did you like even bet it or just watched it? I I did, and I probably got scared off just because all the Europe hype. But it, it was yeah, fun see, watching watching it. Go like, ahead. I'm I'm more of a betting focused guy. You're more of a DFS guy. Yep. But at the end of the day, like we're just gonna be talking about golfers we like, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Everyone has the same goal. We all want to make money, so yeah, should be fun. All right, we had the Country Club of Jackson in Jackson, Mississippi, par 72, just under 7,500 yards. It's going to be playing a bit shorter than the scorecard says, but nothing crazy about this course. It's pretty straightforward. Um, probably anyone can win. Ball striker, yeah. uh, you can roll a million putts. There's nothing really specific that's going to make this course. That's why it's such a crapshoot, like picking a winner for this course. But uh, we're going to do our best to – Give you the guys who we like. Let's get right into the odds. So uh, the uh, opening odds, Burns, Connors, M, Zal, Garcia are the favorites. These actually have moved a little bit. And anyone you like from the top? Um, It's so different. Um, see, it's really weird seeing some of these guys at 14, 16, you know, 18, yeah. odds because they're always in that, you know, in that sweet spot of like 30 to 40 to 50. Um, you know, from a betting perspective, I don't really know if – I'd feel that great going, you know, that high at the top of the board. I probably would like um, – I'd probably put a bet on Will's outdoors just because I, I, I'm i going to bet on him almost every single time until he gets that Me first too. win because, you know, going through what he did last year without having that official card and I think he finished, what, like 26 in the, the uh, FedEx standings if he would have, um, right. you know, been able to qualify for that. So I'm always going to want to, uh, you know, pick Will's outdoors. He's – I mean, we've heard all week, right? That anyone can win here, especially bad putters. And uh, yes. Will's Altoris definitely fits that mold quite a bit. So um, he's probably yeah. my favorite. Um, what do you think of Will this week? I I mean, if you if you follow me, like anyone knows that I'm probably the biggest Will's Altoris fan out there. Like I I bet him at the Masters last year. I've been betting him like since he came, first came okay. up. Like I just love his game. I well, I'm addicted to betting on ball strikers who can't yeah. putt. So like that's Will's Altoris. The only thing about Will Zalatoris from this week, for this week, I don't think he has minus twenty in him. I really don't. Like on a PGA Tour course, no matter, yeah. even though it's an easy course, I don't think he has minus twenty in him. And like I'm the biggest Zalatoris fan, and as much as I want him to win, I can't bet him at like sixteen or twenty to one. I just cannot do it. But it's crazy seeing like Sam Burns as a betting favorite. Like in the middle of the season last year, we would have never thought that. Sam Burns would be the betting favorite, but that just goes to show. And this course does, like, I know I, I said anyone could win here, but this course makes a lot of sense for Sam Burns and it's Bermuda, which is by far his best surface. Yeah. Like if Sam Burns goes out and wins, no one's going to be surprised, but I'm not going to be betting Sam yeah. Burns. But actually I start, I started my card with Corey, Corey Connors, but not at 16, not 24 to one. He's 24 to one oh. on DraftKings. I really like Corey Connors. Another, again, another ball striker. Bermuda is his best surface, even though he's not a good putter. But if he can be a zero or like a slight gainer, that's all I can ask for. And he could has a really good chance of winning um, if he is a zero or slight gainer. So, but besides that, no one really else here. Yeah. 
I like Corey Connors a lot this week too. I, I think he finished second here in 2018. He had a top 20 last year too. Um, like I said, you know, like I said, everyone's been talking this week about how putting doesn't really matter that much and ball striking is key. So, you know, who yeah. else to start off or at least look at the card with uh, Corey Connors or Will Zalatoris. So I like that exactly. Card quite like- a bit. Sergio Garcia won here last year. Luckily, I had him at 66 to 1, which was just a crazy number on Sergio Garcia. I don't remember exactly what it was that got me on him. Probably just <laughs> the pure the pure ball striking. But I bet him at 66 to 1 and he won and he had a great putting week. And that's all like this week you're just hoping you bet on a ball striker and they have a spike putting week and that's that's what it's going to take this year. This yeah. week. All right, well, I'll have, move down these odds. What'd you say? Do you have any thoughts on Sergio coming off the Ryder Cup? Um, I've heard. I saw a stat that I saw a stat that him following a Ryder Cup, he's like second, third, like like four top tens or something crazy like that, which I didn't know like going into the week. But I think that's really interesting. And I mean, he's defending like he's gonna try to win, and like I think he could have a good week. Like he's gonna hit the ball well. Yeah, I agree. All right, the the next group of guys is also pretty interesting. I actually bet Charlie Hoffman at thirty six to one. On, uh, I think it was FanDuel too. It's crazy that the odds are so different from FanDuel to DraftKings. Usually those two are like very like similar, but that just goes to yeah. show that the books don't really know what to do this week. <laughs> and I, I like Charlie Hoffman. He was the second in my model. He's a slight gainer on Bermuda. And again, he's just a ball striker. And I'm addicted to betting on Charlie Hoffman for some reason. I'm not sure why because he doesn't really have like win equity or like he's not really like a cool player, but I just like Charlie Hoffman. Anyone you like from this range? Charlie Hoffman, he's – got the biggest like i said i'm a dfs guy he's got the biggest um difference between his odds here and his actual DraftKings um salary i think he's like 9K. oh really yeah, a lot of these guys um down below him are at least a little bit higher than him i know cam tringali cam davis and even so um i think the number that you got him at though is pretty solid um you know he played so well i think you know the beginning of the season last year and then he kind of fell off a little bit and he's starting to show some signs of that same, um, you know, Hoffman that we saw at the beginning of the year. So uh, this is kind of an important week for me, at least for, you know, betting on him just to see how he does and if he still has that same form. Um, Fringali is probably going to be a no for me. Just he doesn't no. really win. Does uh, not cash, yeah, cash game play only for me. Um, Cam Davis is one that's starting to grow on me a little bit. I know Rick Rungood was on him a lot at the uh, 3M Open. I mean, he even talked about him a little bit, too, on his podcast, I think. Um, and that's just a course that I think is really similar to this. It's just a course, like he said, too, like you can just bomb it and really you don't have to worry mm-hmm. too much about accuracy rather than um, some other courses, I guess. So I think he's definitely one that's growing on me. I'll, I think I'd probably put him on my card at that number even. Um, have you seen a better number on Davis at all? I saw all 35 to 40, and I mean – He's won. What did he win? He won at uh, Rocket, and I mean, he could win it because this course I saw it had like the highest, one of the highest percentages of greens in regulation percentage from the rough. So like yep. this sets up well for him. Like if you're gonna miss the fairway, and it's not like it's particularly tight. It's visually tight, but it's not like it's particularly tight. And if he can bomb it down there and still have a good chance of getting on the green from the rough, like it makes sense to bet Cam Davis. And yeah. he's been up and down with. If his ball striking has been good, his around the green has been bad, and he's been up and down with that. But if he can put it together, it really makes sense, especially in a field like this. Yeah, and I got that wrong. It's uh, you're right, Rocket Mortgage that he won. Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, Detroit Golf Club. I got that wrong. So I think that's kind of a good comp course. There's less water on this one, I think, than at Detroit, mm-hmm. but I think that's a pretty similar course. 
And that's another reason I like Charlie Hoffman because he is like like one or two blow up holes away from like like do having a really good finish like each tournament. I feel like I feel like it was the last two tournaments he like blew up on 18 on Sunday to like miss out on a top 20 or top 10 and whether I had it or not it just like limiting those holes. I bet him at uh I think it was Valero or one of those Texas tournaments. He made an eight on day one and ended up like losing by one or two. So like that was the, the tournament speed one, whatever tournament that was. But yeah, yeah we'll move on. But uh, I know I've seen a lot of Keegan buzz. Any you like Keegan? Um, I mean, he fits that mold we're talking about, right? Ball striker who can't really putt too well. So um, I think Keegan got fourth last year. Um, mm-hmm. So he's got good course history too. Um, Thirty-five to one, not a bad number. We've seen you know some of the older players win on tour last year. Um, Lucas Glover, Stuart Sink a lot. Um, it's probably not for me. Uh, I'm not a huge Keegan fan, I guess. That's one more of a no. gut call, I guess. Any love for him from you? Well, I talked to my friend John, uh, PGA Tout, last week, and I said, get ready for Keegan week next week. <laughs> but then when I ran, I ran the numbers and like, the numbers were good. Like he was, he popped up in my model, but then I saw everyone on, like, not everyone, but a lot of people on Twitter were on Keegan and like, there's just no way possibly that we're getting a community Keegan win. That's just like Keegan is not doing that for us. Like as much, like it's just impossible. So, and like from betting, like not even just golf, all sports. I know that like that the plays that you don't think are going to happen is is what's going to happen. Like there was a community win last week with Homa whether, and we're not going to get another community win, especially if it's Keegan Bradley. It's just not going to happen. Oops. My bad. Let's fix that. Sorry. All right, I'll scroll down to the next group of guys. Um, I know there's some popular guys in this group. Yep. Um, the next person I bet is actually uh, you. Your camera's good. Yeah, I can hear you. I'm trying to fix it here. Sorry. All right, I'll keep talking. Um, if you want to pop in, pop in. Um, Mito is my, the next guy in my card. He was third in my model. He's long and he is his best surface is Bermuda. And I know it's a small sample size, but it, it is his best surface as of now. Um, he was tied first in approach at uh, what Fortnite last uh, two weeks ago, tied first in approach at Fortnite based on the guys that are in this field. So he's in great form, obviously. He's always at the top of the leaderboard. And this is the first time I bet Mito, and everyone's on Mito. I don't have to tell you guys about Mito, but what do you like yeah. him? You like any? Oh, Definitely. That's my smash bet of the week. And it's not even like I said, everyone's on this. I'm sure this would be the community win. I think if you were to come yes. out here and, and win this, I thought his number would be way lower than this too. They finally jacked up his DraftKings price to where it's where he won't be like 30%, hopefully, but I can still see him being the chalk of the chalk, um, you know, for DraftKings at least. He's just been playing so well. Everyone's been on him um, and he's been playing well in like decent, you know, tournaments too, like the Olympics, obviously, but these haven't been horrible fields. Um, they're not like the majors or anything, but uh, yeah, I yeah. love Mito. That's a good number, I think. Um, like I said, that's kind of the community spot, I think. So we don't really have to sell anyone on him. <laughs> yeah. And I tweeted out that one of these weeks, Mito Prayer is going to shut down a, a sports book. And like it might be that week because everyone bets <laughs> him every single week. And I yeah. feel like this is the week, especially if you can get to. He, he we know he can get in the 20s he's gotten to like 27 i think on the corn ferry tour and like even though it's a different course scoring is scoring like zal torres never got that low on the corn ferry tour i looked at like his numbers from that's why i don't bet him at these like birdie fest events he's he's like a 
greens and regulation, tough conditions kind of guy. That's how he does. He's done well in the majors. Yeah. My thing with him last week, why I bet him at uh, Safeway or Fortinet, is because that had the uh, the chance to like have like a minus fifteen, minus sixteen score. It's happened like twice in the last five years, and I thought that if it got to minus sixteen or fifteen, Sal Torres would have would have had a really really good chance last week, and it was close. But he what did he like t six seven eight? Um, yeah. But yeah, that's why I, I didn't bet him there. But if they're gonna be minus twenty or greater, I like uh, Mito, and I didn't really. Bet, I didn't bet anyone else on this page. Uh, Woodland popped in my model like more than I thought he was going to. I don't know why, but he did. But I just cannot get to Gary Woodland right now. Yeah, uh, so up and down. I wouldn't feel that great about it. Um, even at that number, I think there's just better guys around him that give you more value, um, or at least higher chance to go out there and win. Uh, the same thing what you said about Zalatoris. I don't see Gary Woodland going out and shooting a minus twenty. <laughs> Right, nineteen to win this thing. So, um, yeah, Matthew Wolf. I really would like to see it, but I also would like to be on him before everyone else is. Um, he's so Seems up like and a down. lot of guys got on him. Really? Okay. I, yeah. I think I think his number, like I think he opened around in like the sixties or maybe even like sixties, fifties, and it's already bet down to forty on DraftKings. But I mean, he's a popular name. That's what. Yeah. Which, but if Matt Wolf wins, I'm not going to be surprised if he. If I got, I'll, I'll pull up something. Look at these numbers from Matthew Wolf. Yep. Look at his how bad he has been off the tee. Like it's actually absurd. Look at all that red off the tee. Like yeah. it's ridiculous. Like he, yeah. that's not Matthew Wolf needs to be a an elite off the tee guy. Like that's how he's gonna win. And he can't all this red, it just cannot happen. So I, I can't yeah. I, if if Matthew Wolf wins, he wins, but like there's no sign saying that he will win, and it, it's just a gut pick rather than anything else. So I'm not going to be on Wolf, but it is what it is. Yeah. Munoz has won here before. Varner was a very popular pick. He modeled out for me well, but I couldn't get there based on how I constructed my card. What about you, any of those guys? Not really. Even, like, thinking about their DraftKings prices, like Munoz is in the 9K. Um, yeah, they're just not for me. I don't I don't really feel good about them at the number that they're at. Like, like you said, like, all these guys could go out and win. Um, but when it comes to these kind of tournaments, I really try to look for numbers and who has the highest chance of winning at that specific number, I guess. So, right. So, are you do you construct a betting card every week or you're just strictly DFS? I'm or do you mostly, just sprinkle a few darts? <laughs> uh, mostly DFS because I, I live in Nebraska and it's illegal here. Um, so sometimes right. I'll drive over to Iowa and just <laughs> drop some Japanese, really? down, but mostly DFS. Is that, is, um, is that far from you? Um, no, I'm in Omaha, so it's like 20 minutes away. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. so oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's pretty cool. All right, we'll yeah, scroll down. Thanks. Oh, I think I'm going to have to this week just from talking to you about yeah. it. So. <laughs> Any, no one here from this – actually, never mind. I didn't see him there. But Taylor Pendrith, he was at, he opened at like 80 in some books, and he's really popular just because I know he's modeling out like crazy in a, in a bunch of people's uh stuff because his re, he doesn't have that many numbers, but – um. When he's played on the PGA Tour, they've been awesome, and his off the tee game has been like ridiculous, which makes sense at this course. Yeah. But I, he almost, uh, let me see what what I had him at. He was first in uh, off the tee at Safeway or Fortinet, like in this field. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. But I'm not gonna get there with Pendrith because you just don't know. Like he's what he played three events. Yeah, I I'm remember not- seeing that too. He was like 
he gained so many strokes off the tee, but then he lost like five strokes on approach, which I didn't even think that was like possible. It two things. Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, he can bomb it off the tee. I actually watched him at a Corn Ferry event. Um, just watched him for two holes. He had a par three. It was over 200 yards, and he just smoked it over this big land or this big body of water to about 12 feet and then drained the birdie putt, too. And I was like, well, I'm sold. I think I'm yeah. going to have to play him at some point. So, like you said, I'd like to see it from him first. Um, there's just guys that are below him here that have, you know, have been on tour for years, and I just trust a little bit more, I guess, so. Yeah, like you can't trust a, uh, someone who's fifty to one who's like never really seen before. But he might be one of the, like the like low key corn fairy guys, like up and coming. Like he's, I feel like he's proving that quickly, especially in the, like based on the betting odds. Like there's some names that I would have thought would have been way higher than him, like uh, Grayson Sig. He's way he's all over the place in the betting odds, and yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But my next play, my next outright play is actually Aaron Wise. He mm -hmm. was uh, third in my tied for third in my model. Um, he switched to a broomstick putter late in last season. And since he's done that, he's just like gotten better. He, he's been like a liability on the greens, but since he's gotten the broomstick putter, he's doing a lot, a lot better. He's sixth on the PGA tour in the uh, bucket range, which is the 100 to 125 for this week is the mm -hmm. highest percentage of approach shots, which I really like. And yeah. I feel like he's got some win equity and I like him to win in a field like this. Yeah, I like that a lot. Again, he fits that same mold we were talking about, guys who can just yeah. strike the ball and you know aren't great putters, but you know it just doesn't seem like we really need that this week. So I like that call a lot. Um, he's another one of those guys that could really boom this year. Um, you know, just has some potential. Some of those young guys. So I like that call quite a bit. He'll definitely be in my pool as well. So um, yeah, anyone else from this page you like? Scott Stallings played pretty well at the Fortinet. He seems to pop quite a bit. I'm not going to pick him to win, but I think he'd be like a good top 10 play, um, you know, paying on the odds, yep. of course. But yeah, I already really. bet him top 20. I like that. Yeah. I, I, yeah he's I, been playing well. Sure. I own the reason I bet him top 20 was because last week when I was sweating, I had a Homa or two weeks ago, I had Homa and McNeely. And I was like, is Scott Stallings really going to do this? Is Am I going to lose to Scott Stallings? And then when I looked at the course history, the course history stuff from like last year and like his recent form, I was like, I'm not doing this again where I'm sweating an outright and losing to Scott Stallings. So I'm just going to bet him top 20 as like a life hedge. And But I think that could actually hit. And like that would be awesome if I could hit an outright and he gets top 20. But um, yeah. I just can't bet Scott Stallings outright. He, is no, he does not move the needle for me at all. And he's just like not fun to watch. Yeah. All right. Um, One of those turns. Anyone? <laughs> yeah. Anyone specific in uh, this group you like? Um, Chris Kirk's won here before. He's got a runner up here as well. I'm assuming that's why his numbers where it's at. Um, he hasn't really been showing it recently. Probably not for me. Um, Pat Kazire is another one that really jumps up and down. Um, you know, there aren't as many water hazards, like you were saying, with Chuck Hoffman. So um, I feel yeah. a little bit better about Kazire um, just with that aspect alone. Yeah, I don't know. He's just so up and down. I mean, that's I mean, what you want. Kazire, I feel like, would be a good DFS guy. If he can make the cut, he's bound to have a 61 on Sunday. Like, that's just, like, what he does. So, Dude, I mean, I'm not going to get there with any of these guys. Kazire yeah. um, was that, – um, sorry, I cut you off. Kazire no, was on ahead, my – Kazire was on my, like – never play ever ever again list for a long yeah. long time um but then he just had a couple of consistent weeks i think he plays the best in texas 
Um, I know Mississippi is, I mean, it's not Texas, obviously, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so probably not for me. Like you said, more of a DFS play for me. Yeah. All right. I'll scroll down. There's Grayson Sig. Wow. I saw go. him over a hundred on, I don't know what book I saw him on. I saw him over a hundred. That's ridiculous. You- CT Pan, he, he finished, he had a good, uh, I think he had a good outing here last, last year or last time he yeah. played and he finished like fourth or fifth in the Fortinet. So he definitely makes sense this week. I think I might get to him in the top 10 market, but yeah. that's it. Anyone else from here? Um, yeah, like the CT Pan call, like you said, um, played pretty well in the Olympics too. A lot of these guys, you know, got to recommend everybody to really be shopping some of these numbers around because yeah. I've heard different numbers. I think Chad Ramey up above there at 6,500 is, um, you can find him at, you know, at least 100 or 120 plus is what I've done. Yeah, I saw a few so. guys on Chad Ramey. I don't really know much about that guy. Like, what you know, what, what's his deal? You- so same exact thing last or at the Fortnite um, – tournament he had just crazy odds so that's why i played him in DraftKings, and it ended up missing the cut so i didn't look wow. too deep into the numbers because he kind of pissed me off but yeah um, um he was, yeah saw, saw a few guys on him but um no one really specific there i don't like these numbers really um i'm just gonna scroll down if you see anyone feel free shank's, to shout him out shank's not bad he's been playing decent over the last couple of months 80 to one's not a bad number in my opinion um, he played yeah, really I well at the uh, Barbasol, I think. I'm going to actually scroll back up because I passed mm-hmm. over my next play. My next – my so this is my one, two, three, four, fifth play. I have seven plays. I do five I, – I risk five units to return 35 units. That's how I set up my betting card. My next play is Emiliano Grillo. I can't believe this is the second straight week out of two that I'm betting Grillo. Like, it's actually upsetting that I'm doing that. But he was 10th in my model. He's a ball striker. Like no one's gonna. I don't have to sell anyone on Grio's ball striking. Um, he is. He's played here twice. He's made cuts both times. First time he gained seven and a half strokes tee to green, and last time he gained three point one tee to green. He's lost stroke putt strokes putting every single time, but he's uh, bo- second time he's done better, and he's never uh, hit his Bermuda baseline on putting. So I feel like if he could just hit his Bermuda baseline, which is still like. A slight loser. If he could hit his Bermuda baseline and just ball strike the ball like how he normally does, that's why I like him. So I'm not Sergio won last year, just a strict ball striker. If Griokas have a normal putting week, not normal, like a slightly good putting week, I really like his chances. I got him at 66. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, Grio, no, again, not a great putter, but he can ball strike that ball like crazy. He's been kind of um, up and down recently. I think he played. Well, at the uh, Open Championship, I guess that's been so far ago now. But yeah. Uh, um, yeah, another one of those guys that's up and down. I like Griot a lot too. He's that's a good number for him because on you know in DraftKings salaries, he's grouped with like the Streelman and some of those guys that are at like the twenty. Oh, really? To 30 range really? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta look more into that. There. See, I don't play. I have nothing against DFS. I just I'm better. I'm better like at betting, which everyone is, does their thing, and I should like. Yeah. Look at those a little bit more, but I don't want to confuse myself too much. That's what I was going to So you don't play any DFS? I don't play any DFS at all. Like I always like say that I want to, I talked to my friend Brian and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get in a DFS contest, but I just never do. Cause I just, I handicap every single, not every single sport, a lot of sports. And I'm just so like all over the place and I don't want to do something I'm not confident in. I'm sure I like would do okay, but I just don't want to like, get there i like i like betting better it's just all different right. like uh, 
Sorry, real quick. No, like, you don't have to worry about like you don't have to worry about ownership and that kind of stuff when you're focusing on betting, which is like that's why I kind of liked it. I was like, I can say Mito is a slam pick, and I don't feel shameful because he's the chalk play. I mean, yeah, and sometimes sometimes I scare myself in in like in betting that people are high owned, which doesn't make sense because high owned guys are high owned for a reason. Yeah. So, like. But I don't know. I that 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 scared me off, guys, at the end of last season. But I've kind of figured it out now, and I think I'm in a good spot. But yeah. over here, Luke List. If you want to bet Luke List, go for it. It's not going to be me. He's going to strike the ball. He's going to make zero putts. Same yeah. thing with Doug Im. I actually hate betting on Doug Im, even though he's. Um, and yeah. anyone else from this list? Um, J. I think Jaeger. I think pronounce it like Jaeger, that. Yeah, Stephen Jaeger. Rye. Yeah, they're both some corner tour guys. Or- Pretty successful over the last year. Um, yeah, I'm surprised Aaron Rye actually, like he played a full year, like full year of his whole career, and he just like went to the Corn Ferry Tour Finals and just like made it, and now he's playing in PGA Tour. Good for him. Someone else not got, about him. Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand the full corn, like the full Corn Ferry Tour Finals, all that how it works, I guess. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. All right, I'll scroll down a little more. All right, my I see my next play. Um, my next play is actually Hudson Swafford. Uh, I have him at 125 to one on uh, FanDuel, I believe. He was 12th to my model. He was first in off the tee and second in approach at the Northern Trust, which it was actually just like two or three tournaments ago, even though it was a while back on the calendar. And he missed the cut at Fortinet, but I don't love it. But I just bet the number basically to round out my card, and that's that's really all I have to say about uh, Hudson Swafford. He went like the it was the Northern Trust BMW. He had like had some of the craziest ball striking numbers like I've ever seen, like in a two week period. I don't, and I, it was that kind of out of nowhere, but if he could do that again, I'll take those, that shot with 125 to one. Yeah. I think that's a great number that you got him at. Um, clearly a bargain what we're looking at now too. He's definitely like the, the top of the bottom end here of guys that, you know, made those, the, the uh, FedEx playoffs last year and, um, we're playing in this event at least. So, um, yeah. yeah, he's been, he just played so well in those last couple of tournaments. I'm curious on how many people will be on him this week. Um, it's a good number, though. He's a guy that just pops all the time. So. Yeah, I feel like he was – I mean, I don't know, but I feel like in the last few weeks of the – like BMW, he was probably like one of the sneaky, like low low salary DFS guys that pe- a lot of people were going to be on at BMW, yeah. which, which would have made sense. Um, I saw a lot of people on Augenstein. He is a Vanderbilt grad, I believe, or Vanderbilt. I don't know if he graduated, but went to Vanderbilt. Had crazy ball striking numbers last week. What he, I think he top ten. And I, I was looking at his Instagram the other day. He has one of the craziest moves I've ever seen. He gets through the ball. He like he looks like a stud, and he might be a stud. So if you're on Augenstein, I think that's a I think that's a good pick. Yeah, I I actually haven't uh, watched him yet. So I'll have to check out that swing. Yeah, I know that, like you said, he's a corn fairy stud. Yeah, I, it's kind of it's funny watching it. like Wolf and um, all those guys with kind of unconventional yeah. swings. So. I sent it. To, I sent it to my friend. And I was like, wow, like it's not really unconventional. It's just like crisp and fast oh. and smooth. I was like, this kid, this kid looks legit. Okay. Um, gotcha. I saw. I mean, Malnati backdoor to top three here last last year yeah. but Malnati is one of probably the most unpredictable golfers Poston is a course horse but I'm not yeah, gonna, JT Poston that's one that I was thinking more. about 
um, just because he's the, it's more the number play. I don't feel great about. I'm not going to play him in DFS because there's a much higher chance that he's going to sink my lineups rather than um, be a good bet, I guess. But he just like if he's going to make the cut, he, there's a strong chance that he's playing really, really well, and of course, just fits him. So I, I don't mind, yeah. especially at that number. Poston is a, a big. He doesn't really like pop too much like with his numbers, but if he throughout his whole career, if he plays good on a course, he plays good on a course. Like that's like what, I don't know why he just has his courses and I guess he plays the courses he likes, but he just always does good on the same courses. So he definitely does make sense this week. I'm not going to bet him, but uh, he makes sense. Uh, I saw a few guys on Figala. I like Figala. Like I think he's going to be good over the next few years. I actually bet him outright at the um, Fortinet. I don't really remember where he finished, but two years ago he finished like uh, sixth. And he's from Cali. He's a Pepperdine grad, won a national championship. So I think he could be good in a few years. Anyone else from here? Uh, not really. Nick Hardy, another one of these Corn Ferry guys. But there, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of these Corn Ferry players from last year. Yeah, um, they're all just teammate. they're all just they're all just playing like um, while they can like. Because yeah. before all the big guys come in, trying to get as many points as I can, probably. Yes, yeah, yeah. look, I, I expanded the board because we're kind of getting into some crazy names. Yep. It's cra- kind of crazy that Fertelli is 130 to 1 and around these names. Yeah. Which is surprising. I'm not going to uh, bet Fertelli. <laughs> I know a bunch of guys were on him last week and he just totally shit the bed. Yeah. See, I just. I, don't, it, I can't. Those are the plays that just burn you and it makes you never want to play like risky guys ever again because you yeah, feel like, so good Fertelli about it. Yeah, can't make it. Makes no sense. Exactly. Um, just yeah, these are just all <laughs> crazy, crazy numbers around some of these guys. Wyndham Clark. Yeah. I feel like if Wyndham Clark was gonna do good somewhere, it would be here. Just yeah. bomb the ball, hit some, maybe hit some fairways. Doc Redman. I don't know what's going on with him because last week, last week made so much sense for him, like or two weeks ago, and he got nothing going, missed the cut, but so. I feel like this is another place that kind of makes sense. If if he, I don't know though, I can't. He's hard to predict. Yeah. Again, I always just think of these. I mean, I'm so DFS oriented. Like his price is so cheap this week. I mean, he's normally up there with. I mean, like guys like Desire, for example, pricing wise. But he is so cheap. I mean, he's with all of these corn fairy guys down at the bottom. Crazy. Um, and like he he's proven himself that he's he's a PGA tour not a PGA tour stud, but he's a PGA tour solid player. Like I yeah. feel like kind of disrespected in the odds board. And he was again well, he was at the Fortnite too. He was one fifty to one. I bet him outright and got yeah. killed. But I mean luckily I won, but he plays pretty I, I, what well. What are you like, doing, Doc? Yeah, yeah I agree. He crazy. he plays pretty well at Detroit too, so I that could be a good course comp, I guess. But yeah. Um Jane McCarthy, I think, is another um Pretty sure your guy or our guy PJ Tout. I think he's Twitter's guy, but at this point, um, I think he was talking about him as a uh, horse for the court. Like he's performed well here. I just read that in his article. He is elite, elite, elite on Bermuda too. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think this is a week to bet a a grass specialist because this is a week that it's just I don't know if this makes sense, but. Like the good putters aren't gonna have that much of an advantage because I think everyone's gonna have a putting advantage because the green complexes are so not complex. They're very flat, and I, they're probably similar to I don't want to say they're similar to a public course, but as similar as it gets on a PGA Tour course that yeah. these non-elite putters 
have great putting weeks. So I don't I don't think this is a week to go look at uh like Chesson Hadley's and Denny McCarthy's and like just Zach Johnson's who are just like elite grass guys. But um anyone else from this page, but we're getting down to some like insane names. Yeah. Tom Hoagie, he's been playing some good golf, but Yeah. I mean we nope. could throw out names, but they're not ones that I'm really feeling confident about, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean that I had uh I gave out my six guys. I can uh go down because I have one more play to round out my card who's an absolute bomb just because I had a little bit of I like half less than half a unit left. If you see any names you like, stop me, but I'm gonna get down to my guy. Go ahead, yeah. Find him. Wow, there's no way he's this long. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to I just have to search him up. Tyler Duncan is. is at 301. Chess and Hadley, jeez. That's my last guy, uh, Matthew Neesmith. Neesmith. Why did I bet Matthew Neesmith? He, all right, he's a card filler. He's filling my card. But he was actually, believe it or not, first in approach, tied first in approach with Mito at Safeway. Uh, okay. He finished 51st because he lost 6.64 strokes on and around the green. If he he's not gonna do that again, I promise you, he will not lose that many strokes again. If he does, I'll probably, I'm not gonna say I'm quitting, I'm gonna quit betting, but he will not do that again. Maybe his his approach numbers are gonna go down. He gained six point two five, but he always he's always a model guy. Like he always pops in models because he strikes the ball well. If he can strike the ball not that well, but well enough, and just not lose six point six strokes on and around the green, I'll take my shot. I got him at two hundred sixty to one at Fanduel. I put like yeah. li- I put literally like literally seven dollars on him to like return a full like a full pay. So that was my last guy on the card. Um, so yeah, anyone else like you want to get to before? Yeah, these um, names are crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Like I said, I I mean last year with the shutdown, like I feel like a lot of the top end golfers were just playing events because they couldn't during the summer because or at least in you know May and June with COVID and everything. But now I mean. With the Ryder Cup just being done and the long super season finishing up, there's not like that strong of a field here. So yeah, I mean, some of those names yeah. at the bottom are tough. Like yeah, this is if 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 a guy two hundred plus wins this week, no one's gonna be surprised. Like yeah, it's a crapshoot. Like there's there's only so many predicting factors at a course. There's only so many predicting factors at like Birdie Fest because so many like different variables and you don't know what you're gonna get, but. We do our best to just try to find those small factors and le- like lead lead us on the best guys. And mm-hmm. I think you and I do a good job and finding finding the finding the value in the the odds of fifty to one plus because you could you can always make a case for the best guys because they're the best golfers. But you got to find guys who perform good at courses that you, we don't know how they're gonna react. So yeah. it's gonna be a crapshoot, but it should be a fun week. Yeah, like you said, this is a tough week because one. It- like the field is really weak, but also, I mean, anyone can win because, you know, it's bad putt. I mean, bad putters can win here. First time winners have won here. It's, it's a crapshoot, like you said. So, I really um, do. I really, really do think that it's just going to be like a stud ball striker who just has a, a good putting week. I don't think it's going to be like a, so, like some like steady guy, but I think it's just going to be like, like Sergio last week who just goes yeah. crazy or last year. But yeah. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to be posting my cards tomorrow. You're going to post your pool, right? Like you yep. always do? Yep, tomorrow. Yep. All right. For sure, man. Anything else you want to say? Not really. I mean, is there 
any guy on there that's like your favorite i always like to ask this to those that kind of focus on on betting especially like the outrights like is who would you pick to win if numbers like the the odds to win didn't really matter uh well sam burns broke my model like he was number one in my model but even with that i i don't think he's gonna win because this is such a crapshoot and such a like anything could happen week um, and this is his first event of the season. He might be, he might be like ready to go. Like home, I, I like I said about Homa. I think I said he's gonna be ready to go. He wants to prove a point. If Burns comes out and proves a point, no one will be surprised. That would definitely make sense. But if I had to pick one guy out of the guys I picked, who would I pick? Probably like, probably Mito. Probably <laughs> yeah. Mito. It makes sense. That would be cool because we're all on Mito, so that would be awesome. Yeah, I think I might have to drive over the border and slap a bet down on Mito because I got to be part of the community win if he pulls it. Yeah, off. I mean, yeah. If you if you don't if you don't feel like driving, you can you can Venmo me. I can play some bets uh, for you. That's true. Let me know if you want to do anything. But um, right. yeah, I if Mito wins, Charlie Hoffman, Aaron Wise, those are probably the three I would pick. Yeah, I, I like pick. that a lot. Mito for sure. I gotta throw Will's out Torres out there. Like you said, I don't know if he's gonna hit that full minus twenty, but. I don't think we've seen like the full ceiling performance out of him on the PGA tour. You know, like, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. He's, 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 he's so close. And if I, if I do miss out on Zalatoris' first win, I'm going to be very upset (laughs) because I love Will Zalatoris. He's like my favorite golfer, but I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that it is a lower scoring win a week because I don't have him. And I don't think he can get to minus 20. But if he proves me wrong, he proves me wrong. But yeah. I just don't see him. I don't think he has that many birdies and putts made in him. But just not his, that's just not his game. Like He's a difficult difficult conditions guy. But yeah. we'll see. Anything can happen. It's going to be a crapshoot week. And I hope, uh, I hope we can hit something this week. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Of it's course. With yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get together soon. This was fun. Yep. Hope you guys, uh, we gave you guys some winners and uh, we'll be back next week. So, yep. hope everyone has a good night. Good Thank luck, you. everyone.